2: many other things goodbye and smooch good night bubba hey fr- hey friendos RoboCop here and Fun huh? circa and 1992 I'm RoboCop my friend is Sting cuz he's uh he's I was brought into uh combat this is stupid nobody's going to like if you're listening to this in the audio realm and you're listening to this right now I'm RoboCop friend of Sting who was brought in to counter the strength of Sid at whatever that freaking Capital Combat 1990 Capital Combat 1990 there you go
1: I'm Funhaus I'm a young line. I'm just starting my wrestling training today You went deep cut you went like deep into our This is what happens when we wait till the absolute last minute yeah. cuz I was going to do I thought of this last night cuz I had nothing planned because Halloween whatever uh that uh since you were going to be you told me you're going to be RoboCop Yeah and so I thought well, if you're going to be RoboCop, then I should be. I should represent horseman. So I went and watched the video and saw what Arn Anderson was wearing. I got my khaki pants out of the closet that were now way too tight for me. Uh-huh. Um, and I, all I needed was like a canary yellow button-up shirt. Why didn't you just go to, uh, 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 what's that place? Salvation Army, Goodwill. It's because I thought of this Kohl's. last night at 8 o'clock. They're still open. So I went to Target this morning, no luck. I went to Marshall's this morning, no luck. Thankfully, I thought... I I put on my fun wrestling shirt, so I thought, I can maybe uh, do something with that. And sure enough, I got this terrible costume. Murphy. Murphy. Well, I think we're
2: a devastating tag team, RoboCop and Young Lion Fun hoss. Yeah, man. Good job. I mean, you could be any number. You know what you could have been. You could just could have, like, done this and say, I came in as StarCast guest.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> I came in as coked out, or watched up 80s wrestler. Yeah. You could have been, uh, you know. Uh, who's the, not the, who's the, the dark Jimmy haired, Garvin. The, yeah. Could have been the Jimmy Garvin. You could have been the rock and roll express. Which one? No, the guy with dark hair. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson. Yeah, man. You could have been him. Boy, they got destroyed last yeah, night. Yeah, they did. Man. Um, so yeah, this is our AEW review. Uh, the more important thing is how long will Steve keep this stupid RoboCop? I give uh, you
1: about three more minutes.
2: Helmet on. If yeah, I'm not that. even sure if I'm going to go that far. Yeah, if but. that. It is if pretty that. funny. It's, a pretty fu- it's so horrible. Like, it's funny because even, like, the picture. Is it actually made for an adult or is that for a child? My head is way too big for something well, made for a child.
1: Questions. Because it doesn't even seem like it's, it's, it's really fit for an adult to wear.
2: Oh, I have a really big head. So, like, a normal adult, yes. But me, I'm actually surprised it fits. Um, is that the largest size you can get? Yeah, it was one size. It was adult man size. No, I think that large, extra large. All right. Did you, get, did you go with XL? Well, it was large slash X. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I did that. It came with a whole suit though. I just didn't wear that. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, you should have worn the whole thing. I'm not doing that. That would have been amazing. I was
2: gonna I was planning on cutting off the because it's all one piece. I was gonna cut the torso off and wear that and then wear this over it. But that's just a big production. I don't really want to do well,
1: that. Well it's once a year, man. Yeah. It's once a year. You can do it once a year.
2: Yeah, well, what did you do? You went out of the last minute and got something. Get out of here with that. I can't even read these super chats.
1: Oh, I can. Nick C, I was ironically wearing my Rick and Morty shirt during Dynamite Lull. Love your costumes, guys. Thanks. Probably been better. Steve actually had the upper body of Robocop,
2: too. What'd you think of that? Well, the upper body is the stink shirt.
1: What'd
2: yeah, you the think Robocop of, didn't
1: wear a stink shirt at Capital Combat. I just won't
2: show my hand because Robocop had his flesh human hand. Uh, no, he has off.
1: He has robotic appendages now. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think AEW, fantastic. Might be my favorite episode yet. Uh, it was really good. I thought it
2: was really good. They did more of what I told them to do. Uh, more moments of character building. Yeah, uh, they had a throwback to. Did you do the research on? It's from some Halloween Havoc thing, like '91. I want to say '93. I thought I read '93. It was '93. I thought it was not. I read '91. Early, early '92. Back when I started my wrestling training. I'm sure somebody will. Uh, somebody will. Yeah, uh, correct uh, us. Correct in us. Yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, yeah, the character stuff, all great, uh, especially what they did with Mox. So. While I talk about that, the The show kicked off with, uh, well, first of all, Tony, he's introducing show from airport, standing up front of private jet. Uh, outcome, uh, Dustin and Cody, um, uh, they have a moment, they hug, and then uh, Cody and Tony walk to a li- waiting limo. Yes. But right after that, they did a recap of everything that happened last week, including what happened after the show went off the air, which is kind of the more important stuff now that you see it. So, of course, last week, the show ended with uh, 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 Mox and Pac going to a time limit draw, after Pock kicks out of a paradigm shift. I not believe in the RoboCop whatsoever. I'm
2: not. What are you talking about?
1: Murphy. Um, and so uh, uh, after cameras go off the air, apparently Pac has Mox in a position where he's got a chair wrapped around his throat. He's about to stomp on or something. Out comes Omega. He sends Pac from the ring. He makes the save on Mox. And then Mox goes backstage into Tony Khan's office. And Tony Khan's like, hey, I'm going to make your match against Kenny at Full Gear, and an sanction match. And Mox is like, why are you doing that? I want
2: my win-loss
1: record. He said, I came here and and challenged your top guy. And right now you're telling me it doesn't count because unsanctioned matches don't count against your win-loss record. And he's upset about it. And I thought, and he keeps on going like, why do you keep putting me in the box? Why are you putting me in a box? What, I'm unsanctionable? And he goes off on Tony Khan like for a long time. And Tony's like, I thought this is what you would have wanted. You want your match against Omega, no holds barred. You can do whatever you want. And then Mox keeps on going on and on. No, I came here, I challenged the top guy because I'm trying to prove a point. And in the process of proving my point, I want it to count, I want it to mean something. And you're taking that away from me. And it's, it's, it's interesting parallel, well, and he, in his promo, he later on he kind of brought it up where WWE tried to uh, put him in a box that, uh, that was ill-fitting for him because he was feeling restricted creatively in what he could do. And now he's here in this new company thinking, okay, I can come here kayfabe wise and I can be me mm-hmm. I can be me to the fullest extent no even here people are trying to label me and put me in a box yeah and he's tired of it yeah so he's gonna oh man he's gonna wreck Kenny Omega at full gear he's yeah. gonna take it all out on Kenny yeah
2: I really liked it I, th- I think there's are some character parallels which escape me right now with like some other fictional characters where uh, the, the one line that struck me in his promo which I thought was really really well done with the one line that struck me was uh, "Wait, what you don't think I know what you're talking about you're calling me stupid He's got this, which, which to me betrays a bit of vulnerability. Don't insult my intelligence. You think that I'm lower than you is the main issue that he has Vince McMahon telling him. And the the, the great thing is there was, he was obviously the subtext was where he was because he talked yeah. about that. He's been dealing with this for years in his career. Yeah. yeah. But he never explicitly said, I just came from a place. Yeah. He never said that. He said, I've been dealing with this for years in my career. Ever exactly. It was
1: being put in a box, yada, yada. Yeah.
2: And he says, uh, I've been told you're different. You think I don't know what that means? You think I'm stupid. And I love that because it's a, it's a, it's, it comes from a place of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I really love that because it just dives deeper into a character. He's not just, Oh, crazy. Yeah. I'm the lunatic fringe. I'm crazy. He's a guy with feelings and, uh,
1: and ambitions too. and ambitions
2: and mm-hmm. goals, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What? I'm unsanctionable. You can't. I'm not. It doesn't count. It never happened. That's what you're saying. Yeah, the validity of the
1: match demands that it count. That it yes. makes sense. The weight of the match, the importance of the match for everybody involved, for the company itself, demands that it counts. Yes. Yeah. And that's being taken from him. Yeah. And it's it's it's, it's also a pretty creative way on AEW's part to have this match happen. And regardless of who wins and loses, it doesn't take them out of the championship picture uh, thanks to the importance of win-loss record. It's going to be very interesting
2: uh, because I think that this is one thing that I'm not going to say I'm necessarily worried about it um, because I have faith. I think they've been able to, I cannot move my mouth the way I want to move it. Just take it off. There you go. It's all bright now. Um, the win-loss record thing is going to be interesting down the line. Right now, these guys are coming hot off, hot out of the gate with all sorts of great creative ideas for how to approach things like the win-loss record. Yeah, how to protect their guys while at the same time not giving us wonk finishes. Yeah. Because there's been there really hasn't been many wonk finishes. No, um, they do their darndest to give satisfying.
1: Even in non finishes, like time limit draws, their story. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's brought forth due to it. Yeah. So that's cool.
2: So, like, they do, they, they, but, you know, that being said, a year from now, we, you know, I think with wrestling, and granted, I'm not, uh, we, we haven't booked any matches. We're, we're not in the industry. Mm-hmm. But I would just think that the deeper you go, obviously, the more storyline over time you're going to have to keep track of to be, to remain consistent. And so that's the kind of thing that they're going to have to be more and more creative down the line. Mm-hmm. That's why I do think that seasons would be a great way to go. In terms, yeah, of they kind of have to because a reboot. Because
1: otherwise, you're going to have people that are going to have, you know, for example, someone say Kip Sabian now, where in his first year or two at AEW, he's not going to be winning a whole lot of matches. He could go like, you know, on TV 0 oh, and Let's say in two, two years, he's, he's not going to be oh and 20, 3 but and 15 or something mm, like that for two years. Yeah. And then they've, they've decided, okay, well, he, he's, he's, he's put in the legwork here over the course of two years. We're ready to give him a bit of a push to see what we, we could do with him. Um, goes on a bit of a winning streak. But, you know, if if, if win loss record matters and mm-hmm. there's not seasons, well, that's a huge hole he's got to dig himself yeah. out of. Yeah. To get start, close to title contention. they
2: start paying attention to like, oh, the last 10, you know, yeah. last,
1: yeah, know, but this two seasons, then.
2: Mm-hmm. I so would yeah. think that you get seasons, to re- every
1: October 4th, but then, I, to mean, reset the
2: I do think that second, I do think that I mean, you can have some wiggle room. It's like, yeah, my, my win loss record is 13 and 26, but I've won the last five that I've done, yeah. you know, so yeah. it, it that could that could be, you know, an easy way out. Um, in any event, no. I thought AEW. I thought it was really, really good. Oh, I thought, and,
1: and Tony Schiavone needs to be nominated for an Emmy. I thought he was really his good. his performance last night, especially in that 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 back and forth between himself and Cody on their way the arena, masterful.
2: Well, I think I, I just think it was genuine. I mean, it is. I think that's, that's. I think that, that's,
1: that's, I, th- I honestly think that was simply them talking. I know like, you could tell the chemistry between them is great because they're probably pretty darn close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that kind of stuff you can't fabricate. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, his delivery the the way he he punctuated the punchline you know the point of his story about Dusty, awesome
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I just felt like he was telling a story.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know, yeah, but I mean that's not easy to do at that well with cameras rolling on, for, on on you. Yeah, I thought the I thought
2: the entire thing was good. I thought that there was only two weak. let me bring up your notes. I didn't even bring
1: up your notes yet. I mean, the only thing I thought that was like I, I I'm happy SCU won the the main event. Part of me felt like it was a bit rushed. Oh yeah, that finish that finish was not ideal. No, um, and even the
2: crowd was like, "Whoa, wait, what? Really?" Yeah, it was a very non-flashy finish, and they were celebrating in there, and it's like, ah, you kind of went. I don't, yeah, the finish was the finish was kind of I, I was not huge into the because
1: finish because didn't uh, someone put I missed when you said it, but uh, I thought someone posted on Twitter something like, "Did Excalibur just say that if this match goes over TV time, it'll finish on social media?" So I wonder oh, if the show God. was running late. Oh wow. And so they kind of had to
2: That could be, but you'd
1: still think there'd be like a finish finish.
2: Mm-hmm. Um the yeah, You uh, think they just
1: cut something out in the middle of the match and
2: the uh the, the the brandy stuff is not great. Um
1: It was shot well though. Yeah. From a production standpoint, it was, it was awesome.
2: It was cheesy. And then uh the best friends match I thought was just not <laughs> I was not into that.
1: Oh, that was fun. Uh yeah. Wasn't were you not into it because of the Rookie and Morty stuff? I mean, that didn't help. No, it didn't help, but I didn't feel like it terribly detracted from the proceedings. Yeah, I kind of did. And Orange Cassidy kind of saved the whole thing with just his general presence.
2: Yeah, I like him. I like them all. I think they're great. I just, I thought that was kind of a, I was like, eh, I'm not really into this. But, uh, but otherwise, I thought it was fantastic. I thought there were some really good matches. Uh, I mean, that uh, Shanna, 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 Shanna. Uh, versus, oh, man, she, yeah, she was super uh, impressive. Hikaru Shida. I thought that was awesome. That was, really was Some were like, you know, uh, given that there hasn't really been. I mean, that's one thing you can say is that they, you know, there's not a lot on TV going on with the women's division. Uh, I wouldn't have mind one more uh, women's division match. But, um, but, man, that was a terrific match. I just had never really heard of Shauna. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, could that spot have gone to, like... So, for example, um, Mercedes Martinez and somebody teamed up. Oh, uh, uh, I think it was Ariel Monroe teamed up in on Dark mm. uh, for tapings against Ali and somebody else. I forget. Somebody signed the women's division. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like a Sadie Gibbs, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to have, like, a long match like that... A, like somebody who's on the roster. They said that Shannon is on the roster. Oh, did they actually say that? Yeah, they
1: that? Said this, this, they're showcasing the new addition to the women's roster. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That's what We're they right said on. on commentary, at least.
2: Okay. Right on. I had never seen her before. No,
1: I hadn't either, but she's so, really yeah. good, actually.
2: Yeah, no, she's really good. Apparently, she's been around forever, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been around for a long time.
1: Said she was wrestling in France. Yeah. I believe she's from Portugal. But I liked it. I liked it a lot because, like,
2: you get like so i didn't hear that but i when, when i see somebody coming out i'm like oh that's okay this would be an easy win for hikaru Shida, but it wasn't like that was a long match and it was terrific it was really really it was good really i good. do like
1: when they yeah yeah
2: when they when they do that
1: i mean it's, it's great because you know uh granted they've had one real squash match and you can maybe consider the best friends match oh that was totally a squash match. pretty much a squash match yeah. but at least there was it wasn't just like a two minute thing like the the XLX thing was um this is like the second time I can think of maybe on, on AEW where they kind of set you up for a squash situation. Yeah, and I love that. And they give you a competitive match. Oh, yeah. last week with Britt and Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Like Jamie Hayter's first match. All right, Britt's That's her right. homecoming. Yeah. She's going to win this. She's going to wipe yeah. the floor with her. No. Yeah. Yeah. They give you competition. It's great because it showcases what they could really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's good. It is good. Anyways, Steve, before we get to the, to the, the recap,
3: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I
1: dot com.
2: It's so gross. It fits perfectly, though.
1: i to take these glasses off. It's hard to see.
2: Yeah. Costumes are not, not fun. Anyways, you know what was fun? Sammy Guevara versus Hangman Page. Yeah, man. This is all a match. This was terrific. Uh, I like that Sammy Guevara, now that he's with Inner Circle, has ditched the bear costume. Yeah. Um, And he just comes off as uh, arrogant. You know, being part of a faction does so much for a person. Mm -hmm. Like, if they're doing nothing and all of a sudden they join a faction, I don't care how far down the line you are. You feel like you're involved, man. It comes off as if you have purpose, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. This is a really fun match. It was
1: really fun. It was really fun. So uh, Hangman starts out fast on the offense. Sammy makes a comeback after avoiding a bit of Page's offense, then hits a drop kick, then a suplex. Quickly thereafter, Adam Page regains the upper hand, brushes off a kick to the head from Sammy, hits him with a fallaway away slam, follows with the clothesline, sending Sammy out of the ring. He goes down, ringside, puts Sammy back in the ring. Um, as Hangman's trying to get back in, Sammy trips him up, uh, drops him on the apron, and then rams him into the barricade. Uh, Sammy goes up top, uh, back in the ring, jumps off instead of doing a move on the hangman, just slaps him in the face. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hangman kind of rises behind him as Sammy's kind of gloating about it, Uh, unleashes a bunch of chops, and punches, Uh, goes for a lariat. Uh, Sammy on impact kind of flips out of it, hits a kick. Hangman responds with lariat of his own. Um, Page goes for dead eye on the apron. Sammy escapes, hits an enziguri, he charges at Page. Page drops him with a sidewalk slam on the apron Yeesh. and then falls with a power p- p- power bomb uh, in the ring, gets a two count, um, and then Page tosses Sammy from the ring, even though he was just out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes up tops, hits the moonsault to ringside. Um, they're back in the ring. Sammy sends Hangman over the ropes. He goes, bounces off the ropes, charges towards him. Hangman hits him with buckshot for the win. Uh, afterwards, Page dropped a, a pretty quick promo saying at full gear, he's going to do some real cowboy shit and he's going to take off Pock's head and then cue the cowboy shit chance.
2: I love that they have allowed them to use at least one use of the ish word. Yeah. Um, it, and and they, they use it. They take full advantage of
1: it. They do. Um, and and, and uh, commentary were clear to make reference to being the elite that uh, Paige is kind of on the outs a bit with the rest of the Elite.
2: Yeah. um, I love that they let him talk for a minute. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was effective. This is the kind of thing that I want to see more because I think people really start to connect with Hangman. I think he's been the one guy who um, I think they really haven't given, I think maybe they take for granted uh, what people might uh, know about him. Um, But I think he's uh, terrific. He is terrific. And I think the promo was pretty good last night. It was pretty good. Um, after that, we had a private party backstage with uh, the Rock and Roll Express during the yeah, commercial because it, it was announced that Rock and Roll Express. We're going to uh, present the tag team titles.
1: You know what? I really enjoy when they do that kind of stuff because it makes the, the show feel like a living, breathing entity mm-hmm. where even if during commercial breaks they just cut the shots of the crowd, mm-hmm. it just keeps the energy up. Yeah. Like you never, you know, it's, at, at times there are full commercial breaks, but you don't feel like you're ever stepping aside uh from the action. Mm-hmm. Or at least for a protracted period of time. Like you were like I even though this last night on on uh, NXT, there's a lot more full commercial breaks rather than picture in picture. Yeah. Or at least it felt like it.
2: Is this true? What? Nah, never mind. Never mind. What? Uh next up we had Shauna versus Akarushita. Um we talked about this a little bit, but if you want to take us through like sort of the high points. Oh this man, match. this is a
1: fun match. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um so early on Shauna hits a neck breaker, gets two um, she tosses uh, Sheeta from the ring, follows with a suicide dive. Nope. Instead, Sheeta gets on the apron, hits her with a knee, and this part was great. Sheeta goes under the ring, gets a chair, and you think, oh man, she's going to use it. Why is she going to use it? She can get DQ'd. She sets it up, and then hits a running knee off of it, right to Shanda's face. Um, and then Sheeta, for the middle part of the match, kind of has control. She hits a running knee into the corner, gets a two count. Uh, Shanda tries to make a bit of a comeback, and then uh, Sheeta just drops her with a series of knees, uh, Sheeta goes for a suplex, but then Shanna rolls her up, gets a two count. Sheeta goes for a brain buster. Shanna escapes, uh, but she eats an elbow. Then starts to come back during the commercial break, briefly until Sheeta drops her with the Hurricane Rana. Um, then Shanna responds with a Rana of her own. And then we come back from commercial, and Shanna's kind of gained control. She hits a, a fairytale ending. Champa's finisher gets a two. She goes to the top. Uh, Sheeta meets her up here. They're brawling up there on the top rope for a little bit. What's that about? Survivor Series just announced, apparently. A lot of people are talking about it.
2: NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown. That's
1: awesome. That's something else. That's so great. That's something else. Um, It was actually announced on uh, Crown Jewel? Um, I am assuming so. I'm assuming so. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Where was... uh, Oh, Fairytale ending. Uh, Shana Shana goes up top. Uh, Sheeta meets her up there, they brawl for a bit. Sheeta goes for a superplex. Shayna fights her off, hits a double stomp, gets a two. Uh, Shayna goes for another fairytale ending. Sheeta reverses into a dude buster, and then Sheeta goes up the second rope, uh, suplexes Shayna off the apron into the ring like Cesaro does. Mm-hmm. gets a two count there, goes for a shining wizard. Shayna reverses it into a up, She gets a two. Uh, Sheeta then hits a running knee follows with a falcon arrow gets a two count um, and while she waits for shannon to get up from that she primes hits a shining wizard boom. to get the win boom it was yeah, awesome really the crowd fun was super
2: into it mm-hmm. it went a long time it was it was an absolute blast uh after that we had like this weird stuff with brandy and awesome kong uh, showing up. It was like a little video. It was a very abstractly done video package mm-hmm. where Brandy looked like she was diving into some supernatural. Yeah, it looked stuff. like she was
1: essentially summoning. Oh, uh, Adrian
2: C claims it's pretty. It's pronounced Shauna. Shauna. Yeah, All that's right. what I was saying, isn't it? Shanna. All Did right, I say the, Well, That's what
1: they were saying on commentary last. Shanna or with Shauna? Shanna? With Shana. I don't.
2: I don't take anything with commentary. <laughs> Excalibur, I do, but. I don't know. Shauna. All right. Well, according to Adrian, see, it's Shauna. All right. Fair enough. Anyways, yeah, I thought it was a cheesy, but it gives us awesome comics, so I'm fine with it. I was watching it. Like, Brandy was putting on, like, a black veil, and I was like, was there a big announcement that they're getting divorced, and this is how she's taking it?
1: <laughs> I was like, that's really sad. Well, it seemed like, you know, cause, I don't know. It seemed like it was, it was like Brandy was summoning, like there was some uh, some yeah. some magic going on there.
2: Like, I just don't like Brandy. Brandy fits perfectly as, like, the corporate person. She's, like, above that kind of stuff. It just doesn't feel right for her. Mm.
1: So it was, it was well done, though. It was well produced. Uh,
2: after that, we had uh, Chris Van Vliet uh, bringing out the Rock and Roll Express. Set to interview him, To yeah. interview him. This was amazing because uh, Robert Gibson started to talk about being NWA champions back, you know, 33 years ago or whatever. Yeah. And as he was talking, if you, I just noticed on Twitter today, somebody posted this. If you look at a uh, 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 Ricky Morton, he's literally mouthing every word. I know, it's great. They're so in tune with each other. They can read each other's minds, apparently. Because <laughs> we've That's heard the AWA script any promos. That's great. But then uh, X-Lax comes out. And just completely annihilated So
1: Santana has a sock that's got something in it. We don't know. Probably if it's quarters. Quarters, soap, a yeah. couple rocks. We don't know. Yeah, He's wailing the way on the Rock and Roll Express, uh, uh, beating the heck out of him on the stage. They pick up the AEW tag team titles, kind of saying, hey, we want these. And then they double-team powerbomb Ricky Morton through the stage, and the Young Bucks come out to kind of chase uh, X-Lax off, uh, my my youngest daughter was pretty horrified by this moment. Yeah. Well, she was really I had to assure her that it was a very thin piece of wood that Ricky Morton was powerbombed through and there was a giant pillow underneath that uh that, that broke his fall.
2: Yeah, but deep down you're thinking to yourself, Man, I hope that his hip is okay. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, he's what, in his sixties at least. Yeah. He should he probably should be doing that. But there's they're 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 tag champions all over the world. Yeah. Have yeah. been and maybe are. <laughs> Very boast I
2: shouldn't I shouldn't repeat this, but it is funny. says because we, we made it from like HBK, he's got one Kai he says, "We' to look at Gibson's eyes. It looks like in, it's in three different territories.
1: <laughs> they're in different territories. yeah yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, next, this part was awesome. So Cody and Tony in the, are in a limo coming from the, the airport to the venue, and then uh, Tony tells his great story about Dusty. I guess they're in Tucson, and uh, they're staying at the hotel, and Willie Nelson's there as well. Um, the audio on this was really low, so I really had to crank it up to hear it. I don't know why the audio was so bad. And I think the crowd started chanting something. I think it was low for them as well. Yeah, and so I couldn't I couldn't quite make out whether Tony said that Willie wanted to meet Dusty or Tony's like, oh, Dusty would want to meet Willie. Hmm. I can't remember what it was, but anyways. So Tony says he goes to Dusty's room, knocks on the door, Dusty opens the door, naked. Mm-hmm. Completely naked. Yeah. And Tony says, well, Willie's down by the pool. And uh, Dusty says, okay, he starts to get dressed. And he says, well, Tony, this, so you know, the star always comes out last. And he turns to Cody and says, you know, essentially you're the star, you make Jericho wait. That's why we should make Jericho wait. We yeah. should make Jericho wait. Yeah. He will operate on your time, not vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Cody talks about uh, the importance of this match to him. Um, he said he's been in a lot of high profile matches over the course of his career, um, but this is like one he really wants to, like his, his mom's gonna be there, obviously his brother would be there. That um, he really wants to impress his family, impress his mom with this match, and get that win. Um, And just walk, just watching this, I was, and I mentioned it the the head of the show. Just the chemistry between these two guys is so genuine. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if this was completely scripted. Yeah, I don't think any it, of it script didn't I think feel like any of it was scripted. Tell the story. Let's yeah. just tell the story, and we'll we'll riff off that. Nobody fumbled their lines at all. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff like even I know in NXT we heard they get lo- more liberties with their promos, but they don't get to do stuff like this. Maybe the undisputed Era do from time to time, but it's very rare you get a window into like genuine, real chemistry between two people who are genuine friends. Yeah. You know?
2: Okay, so that's one thing that that's one thing that AEW definitely has in their favor is that the company is just jam packed with history already built in. Um, you know, you go, you have a guy like Jericho, you you bring in a guy like Shivani. You have uh, Cody, whose dad obviously is, you know, he's wrestling royalty basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're going to have a lot more opportunities to deliver stuff like this um, than something like NXT, uh, which is, you know, by and large, I mean, I know a lot of those people have history. And that's one thing that WWE is not great at, even at the NXT level. Is taking advantage of the history. Yeah, that's why undisputed era works so well. Is because those guys have history. Yeah, exactly. And their chemistry is just off the charts. It's just they're told to play jerk versions of themselves. Yeah. So it doesn't come off as genuine as something like this, which is it's. I mean, this was literally just. You know, I mean, Stevie Bradley says you can you can hear more great stories like this on. Uh, uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah. What happened? When? What happened when? Yeah.
2: With Shivani and Conrad Thompson. I mean, this is obviously just. Hey, tell the story. You know, yeah. we're we're doing this this is probably a story that Cody had heard and he's just saying, Hey, recount this for the camera.
1: You yeah. Know? Which is, which is awesome. It's it is great. awesome. The delivery. It was, was, was awesome. And if it, it seems it wasn't like even
2: it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't any delivery, there's no delivery there. He's just telling a story. I know, but you can tell you know? a story
1: and just tell there's what different ways you can tell the story to heighten the drama to, 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 to have a point to it or not. Um, the fact that they went completely natural with it is,
2: uh, it was probably a direction yeah. and worked very well. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, if AEW is gonna focus on telling very human stories, cause that's what this, this segments like this do, it really brings the stories down to a very human level. These aren't just superstars in the ring, choreographed, uh, with, you know, with performing choreographed fights. They're trying to make these very human stories.
2: Yeah, because they, yeah, Cody is, Cody has been the absolute king at this ever since AEW yep. started. Yep. The absolute king of this. You saw this with his match and feud with Dustin. You saw this with the even the oldest stuff because it was NWA connected. Yeah, this dude understands that his blood has so much history in it, and there's so much great stuff to mine there. Yeah, and he has done it more effective than anybody. And I never thought, I never saw that coming with Cody. Mm-hmm. But man, that dude. But truly you would see has that died.
1: extended to the the mock storyline now, where. Where they're taking a guy who, in his previous uh, promotion he worked for, was known as the crazy dude. Mm-hmm. And so he comes in, everybody expects him to be like crazy dude in the max because that's what we were hoping to see from him. Yeah. And he come, he's coming in. He's like, no, I'm not just crazy dude. Yeah. There's more dimension to me than just want to go out there and be in hardcore matches. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see a lot more of that across the board because that's if, if they can do that and pull it off with even uh, a, a fraction of the effectiveness of they did last night that's really gonna be what separates them from every other promotion, because no one else would be really be doing it like that.
2: Yeah, no, I totally I mean, totally the whole agree. thing about
1: WB is creating these larger-than-life stars. And it's great that AEW is saying, no, we wanna really ground everybody. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and it's, it's all about the humanity of these characters rather than making them superheroes, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. It makes them way more relatable. Uh, after that, uh, your squash match for the night, essentially. Uh, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and QT Marshall taking on Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. That's still a win for me. Nice. Um, oh, the, the O.C. win? Uh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, yeah, and this was, they started, uh, they put this, uh, so they're doing, I don't know what's going to happen on, what is, it, what is it, Friday, Sunday, Saturday? They're doing some sort of AEW Rick and Morty crossover. Pass oh, okay, okay. I don't know what, I have no idea what format's going to take. Um, but yeah, so they did, they had a uh, Trent come out as uh, Morty and then, uh, uh, Chuck come out as Rick, I think.
1: And same with orange Cassidy.
2: and same with orange Cassidy. Uh, and they took on some jobbers.
1: Yeah. But it was, I mean, I thought it was fun. The, the Trent was having fun with his wig came off mm-hmm. and then one of the, was it silver? Yes. Yeah, silver at one point pulled Trent's wig off to distract him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as far as, as, as integrations go, this one wasn't necessarily organic. You know but what it's it, fun. You know what it is, man. It, this is what it is. It's
2: we have been privy in our past to so many shoehorned integrations. Yes, yeah. and not talking about like you know the stuff that we do here. Like I mean, we'd be open to stuff like that. But like back in the machinima days, I think I'm just so cynical about it. Oh. I'm like, uh, go out there dressed up like Rick and Morty. it's Halloween, so it's kind of apropos. Yeah, go out there dressed as Rick and Morty. I'm like, uh, I'm just kind of cynical about it. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It didn't really I didn't I wasn't really into it. All right. But uh, but, yeah, I mean, the match was fun.
1: Yeah, it was. It was fun. Uh, Best friends had the advantage until I mentioned that Silver pulls the wig off Trent and gives him boots to the face. They have the upper hand now until Silver goes for a lariat. Uh, Trent hits Tornado DDT. He tags in Chuck. Chuck clears house. He tags Trent back in. They go for the hug. And oh, QT Marshall. He breaks it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Orange Ooh. Cassidy's in. He's doing the, the sweet shin music bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he eventually drop kicks QT from the ring. We get a group hug between mm-hmm. best friends and Orange Cassidy. And <laughs> Orange Cassidy hits the suicide dive. Hands in pockets.
2: Oh, that's so, I it's love great. when he does that. That's
1: fantastic. It's great. And that gives a uh, best friends a chance to win the match via strong zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great stuff. I've
2: heard this too, and I so I understand this. Brandon Collins here in chat says the actual show isn't bad. I've actually I've watched the first season of Rick and Morty. I love it. I think it's freaking so clever and hilarious. Uh, but he said uh, the fan base really tainted it last season. There was some controversy over like uh, it was like a, a dip for chicken McNuggets. And then McDonald's, like, offered it or something, and, like, fans were just being really obnoxious about it. So there's, like, the fan base of Rick and Morty apparently have a pretty bad reputation. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, it's a really funny show. I, I
1: enjoy it. Yeah, I'll see you a couple episodes. It's pretty fun. Uh, after that, we had the AEW title match contract signing. So it doesn't take place in the ring. takes place in the stage. Cool. Uh, Jericho's out first wearing an awesome... Uh, Jack-O-Lantern blazer. Are you aware of a uh, was it David?
2: What is the freaking character that Excalibur made reference to it's the Tom Hanks character from Saturday. Night oh
1: David s. Pumpkins. Yes Yeah,
2: yeah, and I think that's what it was a reference to. Oh, maybe Yeah. Um, Because he wears the same type of kind suit. of it's just it's, yes, yeah, it's have you ever seen the, the skits I've seen a little bit Oh of it, my yeah. god, they're fun. Tom Hanks is a treasure. Yeah, he is, he is flipping hilarious
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue
1: um so jericho's on the stage first he's waiting uh, go backstage cody arrives at the arena he and tony make their way out to the stage uh cody is hand the contract first he signs uh the contract is passed down to jericho he looks at it. acts like he's about to dump the table over he goes ha, ah, no i'm gonna drop promo instead um and he goes on about how essentially uh hey they're both professionals mm-hmm. they're both gentlemen mm-hmm. Um, let's just shake hands and, and we'll have the match. Because I'm not going to dump this table on you because this match is too important to do that. It's too huge to do that. It's too important to you, Cody. Yeah. I. You know what
2: it was great about this? Like yesterday, you, I think it was, I don't know if it was during the preview or if it was when cameras were off. But you were like, I think you said something like, you know, I'm kind of bummed out that they're doing a yeah, contract yeah. signing. Yeah. Because it seems like it's a trope brought from the WWE. And... And, and and you said, and I was like, dude, I don't know. I have faith in them. And you said, yeah, they'll probably end up sort of subverting. This felt like a very important thing. And I thought that it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, there was, uh, you know, towards the end with the limo stuff and Dustin, it was very WCW. But again, it was good WCW. Yeah. I thought this contract signing was actually very well done. It was actually really done. And it well didn't done. fall into the same tropes that we get sometimes. We, and I'll admit, like, half the time when WWE does a contract signing, I end up being vastly entertained. I really do. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you don't want to see them bringing too many of the con- tired conventions yes. unless they're going to do something interesting with which it. They, which they did last which, night. Which I, and they, they continue to do yeah. any time they, you know, they continue so to do So at the end
1: that. of Jericho's promo, they shake hands. And then Jericho tells Cody, "Well, you might be needed somewhere else." So on the screen behind them, you see Sammy Guevara's face, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh yeah, you might you might want to come out here." The great thing about this,
2: it's the the small amount of foreshadowing, and with AEW, I totally believe it's intentional. Intentional. But uh, he was vlogging during Hangman Page's entrance. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had the camera up like this, and then what do you see here? it's always going to be his big, dumb face Mm -hmm. in front of the camera Mm -hmm. as close to it as possible Mm -hmm. because that's his thing even off camera. Um, And so you see his big, dumb face in the camera – and he's saying, hey, guys, I forget, uh, I forget what, he, what exactly he said.
1: Like, hey, check out what's going on. You mm-hmm. see Jake Hager beating up Dustin by the limo. And what did he give him? A knee to the front area.
2: <laughs> that's right. Of course, that's how his match finished in Bellator this past weekend. I know. It was
1: a great touch. It's freezing in here. What is
2: going on? We have the heat turned it's on. This a
1: schizophrenic <laughs> heater, man. It's, it's hot, and then it's cold. Uh, and then he rams Dustin's head into, like, the rear fender of the limo. Yeah. And then takes his arm and slams it in the door.
2: Shockingly, I'm, I am kind of curious as to how uh, Hager knew it was dustin given that he wasn't wearing his usual
1: like every in every situation he's always wearing oh yeah his, the yeah. dustin get up yeah yeah um and so cody and mjf run out kind of make the save um and then you got jericho he makes his way out there so he gets a cigar lights it and he's like uh oh yeah dustin's arm looks pretty bad you might want to take him to the hospital yeah He's puffing on a cigar, looking like a real jerk. That's good stuff. Um, gets in the, uh, uh an SUV with the rest of the inner circle. They dri- drive off. And during commercial break, you just see Cody tending the dust, and you get some trainers out there. And it's great. And then right before the next match starts, you cut back to the inside of the arena. You get uh, the hybrid two and Kip Sabia making their entrance. Mm-hmm. It just feels like one, it's like the, the best part. One of the best things about Attitude Era WD is that even. The, the the show felt like one continuous story being told. It mm-hmm. wasn't broke up with the segments like Raw is so much these days. Yeah, you go from one segment to another to another, and it felt organic and natural. And stories would interweave, mm-hmm. and and it just feels like a living, breathing organism mm-hmm. every week. And it's yeah. great. Yeah, it is. It's terrific. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so next we had the hybrid two and Kip Sabian taking on the elite. Uh, when the uh, Kenny's music hit and is interrupted by this kind of eight bit. Video mm-hmm. talking about uh, essentially his time in New Japan. Yeah, said uh, his friend uh, in
4: essence, didn't really care
1: about him, anyways. So you now he's kind of lost. He's adrift. We were
2: texting during this because yeah. it was it had a eight bit video game feel to it. And then you found out that he was he came out dressed up as an undertale character. Yeah,
1: Sands, which
2: I believe has an eight-bit aesthetic yeah, to yeah, it. And yeah. so I think this was a reference to Undertale. I think so as too. Maybe well. the
1: storyline. I, I have the, the Rob Server to thank for knowing it was Undertale because he tweeted something about okay, that it was Undertale. Okay, and I looked it up and there's a character named Sands and that was his mask. Someone else a pulse. Mm-hmm. Said Kenny is dressed as Sans. Yeah, um, I'm not familiar with Undertale, the narrative, much less the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming the Sans character in some way ties in with Kenny's current kind of cast adrift. Yeah, plot they've been doing. With I, I, I don't know.
2: Um, so yeah, uh, it's. It, I mean, there is a bit of self indulgence there. With oh, Kenny. totally.
1: But if if there's if if by going into like if I were to go and read about Undertale. Mm-hmm. and find out what the story is about and how Sands relates to it i might i might think oh okay this is a reference that that actually flushes out the story without spending five minutes talking about it yeah you know yeah if i take five minutes to go and 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 research it i could learn a few things mm-hmm. anyways this is a really fun match though yeah no it was it was, this a was great match, this yes. was a lot of sequences here that it was there was action too too fast to call um, so pretty early on, uh, the elite send, uh, uh, hybrid two and Kip out of the ring. They set up for the, uh, Terminator tope, uh, and then Jack Evans and Angelico pull out the young bucks. And then Evans takes out, uh, Omega with a kick, sends him ringside, hits, uh, the Sasuke special, um, Sabian's going for a superplex on Matt. He fights him off. Instead, Kip hits uh, springboard Frankensteiner. That was cool. We go to commercial. Uh, we come back, Matt spears Kip and the Young Bucks follow with their like a double moonsault-type deal in the, in the middle of the ring. Uh, Kip makes a brief comeback, hits a Poison Rana, I think, on Nick. Uh, and then Evans and Omega are tagged in. Um, he drops the Hybrid 2 with snapdragons. Kip gets one as well, and then Kenny snaps his fingers, and all the heels kind of do like a—I oh, don't know if Kip Sabian's a heel. All his opponents kind of do like flare flops. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know if that's some sort of Saiyan's power he has with mm-hmm. that. Um, Anyways, uh, Kenny goes for a V-trigger on Evans. Instead, he counters with the flip kick, um, then gets laid out uh, with a buckle bomb from the Bucks, and then Kip lays out Nick with a Tornado DDT, uh, and Helico tries to buckle bomb Nick. Instead, he eats a V-trigger. That spot was pretty great. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Kenny goes for the tope. He's intercepted by Kip, and so Kip goes for a tope at his own on all the Elite. He's caught by the Elite, and... They destroy him with a power bomb with the apron. Yeah. That was stiff. Uh, Evan g- goes up for a springboard. Super kick party from all members of the elite. Kenny follows with a V trigger. One-winged angel for the win. And this next bit was pretty great. So the Young Bucks are going by the ringside, <laughs> high-fiving people. That's
2: what's awesome.
1: And then they, they come across a couple of fans <laughs> with Rick and Morty masks on, high-five them, and then these fans won't let go of the Young Bucks' hand. <laughs> and they're like, what the heck, man? Uh-oh, uh-oh. They take the mask off. It's, it's XLAX. It's <laughs> XLAX. They attack the Bucks. Kenny comes out there and makes a save. That was yeah. awesome. Ooh, That was scary. Those guys are everywhere. They are everywhere. Always got to be it's watching great. over your back. Watching great. over your shoulder.
2: Uh, after that, uh, to a course of booze, uh, the librarians come out. Mm-hmm. Peter Avalon and of course Leva Bates, um, they come out, and uh, he starts talking, yapping about books or whatever. And then uh, Mox makes his way to the ring. Oh man! And I was terrified for poor Peter Avalon. Yeah, I thought Mox was going to really give him the business uh, out there. Uh, he sort of shoes him away. Yeah, he drops him didn't with a really paradigm shift, But uh, yeah, I thought he was going to do like I thought he was going to draw blood because uh, he was pissed. He drops that promo we talked about earlier on in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match with Kenny is unsanctioned. Lights out match. Yeah. And so uh, uh, it's no DQ, no rules, no et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's like no rule, essentially. I'm assuming there's probably, you know, pinner submission still. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's upset that it's not going to officially count. He says, I just, he says, AEW, they want to treat him like a freak, put me in a box uh, so I don't cause any trouble. So um, this is how
1: he's going to be? You can take your win-loss record and show it up your ass. Yeah. Called himself S- saliva like... everywhere. Oh, he's spitting all over the place. There's a huge glob of spit in the mm-hmm. mic this whole time. He called himself, I think, the toughest son of a bitch in the game. Yeah. Refers to himself as unsanctionable several times. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: Did he have a shirt in WWE that had something on it? Lunaticable, mm, unstable. That's what it was. It was unstable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, he says Omega's blood is going to be on uh, the hands of AEW executives, and he says, "I'm going to tell you what I've been uh, to, what have been telling everybody else: kiss my ass, stay out of my way." Yeah. So they got away. They make him anti-authority without really the authority really going out of their way to do anything to him. Well, I love the way they framed the,
2: the opening scene is that it was behind closed doors yeah, yeah, and, and they, they put subtitles, subtitles on so you can you can understand what they're saying. And Tony Khan was very good with his performance. Oh, yeah, man. I thought that was because in that situation, like the Shivani thing is great, but it's just him telling a story that was like legit. Tony Khan's situation, he has to act. He has to improv. And that can sometimes be difficult to do. Yeah, uh, but it was great. It's like this is what I thought you'd want. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Yeah, it was all yeah. it was really good. And like you said, it was just he's not portraying some evil authority figure. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, I thought this is what you wanted, mm-hmm. you know? But Mox is Mox is so much more dangerous now than he ever was as Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. because of stuff like this. You put, you close the door. You 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 separate the crowd. And what's going on behind that door, you inherently have a sense of danger. Anything mm-hmm. can happen behind that door. Tony Khan doesn't have the safety of a cameraman and the
1: rest of the audience nope.
2: with him. Nope. It's wonderful staging.
1: It is great. It's fantastic. Uh, next, we get our main event for the uh, AEW Tag Team titles. SCU taking on the Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was a quick shot of Private Party sitting ringside and then a uh, dark order watching backstage and it was actually kind of neat they had the minions make like a human throne i thought that was <laughs> so bad it was so cheap. i thought cuz that that kind of stuff could be really hard to accomplish and not look goofy or sorry clumsy or awkward and this the way they all kind of came together to form a throne of people was kind of i'll yeah cool. I'll, I'll see that yeah. that was kind of
2: neat
1: <laughs> you're right it
2: was it was a lot smoother than i thought it was actually really smooth <laughs> So they like they move
1: with like one mind. Yeah, that was kind of impressive. It was kind of actually, impressive. I saw them, like, wow, that's actually okay if they did this kind of stuff. But like,
2: here's the thing: the lighting was all. It was all like normal lighting, and, and flat they should and have stuff. shot
1: this where they did the stuff with Brandy and Awesome Kong. Yeah, and, and that would still would have been stuff. bad. But, it would have at least been consistent with yeah. their characters. Yeah, uh, this was a really fun match. The finish kind of, I don't know if it kind of came out of nowhere. Let's get through it, and we can talk about that some more. So early on, Penta hits a pump panel driver, and Kazarian gets the two. Uh, then he goes for a package pile driver. Scorpio Sky comes up and breaks it up, but he just eats a sling bait blade for his trouble. Uh, um, Phoenix is walking the ropes. He punts Kazarian in the head. Penta follows with the roll-up, gets a two count. Um, you got Scorpio Sky isolated in the corner. Uh, Lucha Brothers are giving him all sorts of chops. Uh, Sky is then sent into his own corner, and then he flips over Kazarian, who then charges towards the Lucha Bros and clotheslines both of them. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kazarian sends Pentagon out of the ring. Uh, Sky follows it up with the Kirk and Ron on the floor. Right now, SCU has Phoenix isolated. Kazarian drops him with a great looking German suplex, gets a two count. Kazarian goes for a standard suplex. Phoenix escapes, puts his thumb in Kazarian's eyes right in front of the ref. Mm-hmm. Give him a lot of latitude. This is the, the, for the first t- uh, champions, by Needs the way. a winner. Exactly. And hits this crazy arm drag on Kazarian. So he's walking the ropes. Uh, Scorpio Sky like swipes at his legs. Phoenix jumps, lands on the second rope, bounces back up, and then arm drags. Kazarian. This was
2: I saw I saw this like I, there somebody put a gif of this on the twitters. Yeah, I watched it like hundred
1: times. It was it amazing. Was, God, that was crazy. He's so damn good. That was absolutely insane. He's so good. Yeah. Um, and then Phoenix hits a springboard leg drop from inside the ring to outside the ring on Kazarian while uh, Pentagon's holding him. Uh, Kazarian makes his way back in the ring. He gets Christopher Daniels finishes like the fairy tale ending. I don't remember what Christopher Daniels calls it. It's like Angel's Wings or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, on Phoenix gets the tag to Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky then clears the ring, hits a topé on Pentagon. Phoenix follows with the drop kick through the ropes, and then Kazarian uh, hits a rana on Phoenix off the apron. Um, Kazarian's foot kind of got caught in the ropes. So it was a bit of a scary. Uh, 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 Landing there,
2: yeah, uh, that was kind
1: of freaky. But then, like right afterwards, he was able to get up and do yeah, did this assisted DDT spot yeah. on the Pentagon, and then Scorpio Sky hits a DDT of his own on Phoenix, gets a two count. SCU goes for their finish. Pentagon breaks it up. He hits this awesome destroyer and Kazarian. Phoenix hits a, uh, a, a cutter on Scorpio Sky that gets a two count. We get a double t- a double fun splash from Scorpio Sky and Phoenix. And then Pentagon power bombs Kazarian through the timekeeper's table. Ooh, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah, Kazarian took a beating this match. He really did. Um, Phoenix hits a splash off the Pentagon's shoulders, gets a two count. So Lucha Brothers setting up for their finish. Uh, Scorpio Sky rolls up Pentagon. Mm-hmm. And then Kazarian charges in to intercept Phoenix so he can't break it up. SCU wins. Yeah. I kind of wish they could have situated or choreographed the finish. So Kazarian wasn't, like, charging, running through the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true, too, yeah. To make the save, because you're kind of not selling the table spot. Yeah. Like, if they could have had Phoenix set up in that corner, or the same corner where Kazarian got powerbombed, and he's just, like, crawling and grabbing an ankle to break it up, mm-hmm. might have been a little more effective. Yeah, probably. You're,
2: you're right about that. Also, the it sort of obscured the the small package. Yeah, the roll-up finish. The yeah. roll-up and the crowd was kind of underwhelmed. And when you have one guy, I don't know, something like this, I think, needs to be a bit more decisive uh, because you have Pentagon sort of trying to – he, he was talking to, Aubrey, to uh, Audrey Edwards, the ref, and she was like, no, nah, man, it was three. I counted three. And he was like, oh, come on. So, like, I don't know, not really the finish that I think probably should have been, but, man it's a freaking
1: amazing match. Really a fun match, like, yeah. Really terrific. I mean, I, match. Yeah, I think the roll up would have worked if it's just kind of in a slightly different context.
2: Yeah, you can build to, you can build to a roll up that pops a crowd for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. You can. Um so, you know, I can't really I'm, I shouldn't like complain about
1: it at all. I thought it was a pretty, Well, I mean, I think I think it only match. took away from the match because the crowd didn't pop. The cr- like yeah, the crowd was like,
2: oh, okay. Cuz here's the thing. What like what have we seen during, through this tournament from SCU especially man, they know how to build a match and finish mm-hmm. it off, and that crowd goes mm-hmm. ape. And this was the opposite of that. Like, yeah. they built the match great, yeah, yeah. but then the finish kind of was a, a fart. Yeah, a little um, bit. And the crowd sort of treated as such. And you just want, like, the first tag team champions to get, like, a big pop. Exactly. But maybe they'll use that as a story. I mean, I'm sure this is sort of to keep uh, the Lucha Brothers from looking too weak. Yeah. Um, getting, like, you know,
1: getting sort of uh, uh, caught, if yeah. you will. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Anyway, we're going to answer the questions. It is cold in here, my goodness. Right? Well, you, you load
2: up the questions, man. I'll get on the Discord.
1: Uh, Quinn Vesely heard you talking about rugby on post show the other day. I played for 10 years. I can answer questions about the sport or if you were ever watching. Made me get knee surgery at 26, but love the sport. Wow. Yeah, I like watching rugby. Rugby and uh, Australian rules football are both.
2: Now you look like LeBa Timmy. Really? You've got a, you have a very very harsh. Oh,
1: you shocked me. Zzz. You have a super like scar right there. It's great. Oh, from the the wig. Yeah. Uh, Zach Hughes ninety four says Nationals twenty nineteen World Series champ. That was great. I watched the end of that game. <laughs> Dude, like that was great. Probably it's all red. <laughs> Did you watch any of the World Series? Mm-mm. No, I don't care. Uh, Marcus Harrison says, Ha! Happy Halloween, gents. Happy Halloween, Marcus. Happy
2: Halloween to you. Happy too. Halloween to all the friendos out there. Uh, Dkc
1: returns. you to chat. That You guys now review NWA on Wednesday shows. Thank you for covering Power. I yeah, we else. need.
2: Re- I think maybe next week we'll do. I don't know. We got. We'll talk about it. We'll talk
1: about it off off camera. Yeah, maybe we'll do a separate ten minute. Yeah, pre- maybe Power review.
2: But then like, when are we going to put it up? I don't know. We got to figure it all out now with so much more, so, so many more things. You it's like find a way to space have to, everything like, space out. We to space everything out so everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but yeah, we did in yesterday's uh, news brief, news beef. We uh, we totally reviewed Power. Yeah. Um, uh, the businessman Matty wants RoboCop to turn himself
1: in. Turn yourself in, Murphy. I put on my RoboCop hat. Matty, Murphy, go turn yourself in, son. That's gonna be rough. That on Saturday the takeover that there's two War games matches, and then they next day they got a like Adam Cole. Poor Adam Cole's got a WarGames. He's match gonna be an FPOS man Saturday, and then Sunday he's got to be the match against Brock Lesnar. What's with your rib tape? That's going to be rough. Robocop uh, doesn't need rib tape. Jeffhausen, maybe. What's your favorite Halloween Havoc of all time? The one that has Vader versus Cactus Jack. That's the one. Or 1998.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Jimmy Thomas said, Steve looks so uncomfortable and Larson looks so chill like a rough Bischoff. <laughs> like a rough Bischoff. I'm back. Uh, DJ Booty Dan says, Robocop, was that really you in WCW or someone else pretending to be you? No,
1: I'm WCW, Robocop. Murphy. Murphy. Uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, Jose Alaguna, how does The Undertaker react to everyone dressing as him on Halloween? Does he still trick-or-treat or or hand out candy? Undertaker totally hands out candy. He does not trick-or-treat. He probably has not gone trick-or-treating in 50 years.
2: Wait, who? What? Undertaker? Undertaker. What about him? What was the the question?
1: Does he give out candy? How does he feel about everybody dressing as him? And does he still trick-or-treat? He definitely gives out candy. He probably likes scaring the kids.
2: Hello, little child. What kind of candy do you like? Row up the river Stygian to get to my front door and collect your prize. I've got some hard candy for you, little Uh, son. Is he giving out Werther's? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man.
1: He's a Werther's original guy, huh?
2: Wait, so who won the Mansoor Cesaro match?
1: Probably Mansoor.
2: He cut some sort of promo, I think. Cesaro Cesaro's incredible, called the whole match and made Mansoor look like a million bucks. Match of the show by a mile. Apparently it was a really good match.
1: Sounds cool. A.O. Yeah, Worm says uh, Mansoor versus Cesaro was amazing. Oh wow. Four stars. Four stars. B5 was in. Uh, Brian Jankowski, I was skeptical at first but AEW is really growing on me. I still think Omega and the Bucks aren't really for me but Cody is the best in the biz. Oh yeah, Mansoor won. Cody yeah. is a hell of a storyteller.
2: Cody, as it's you know, it's so funny when he, when he would you know, go through his rhetoric of, uh, I want to play my music, you know, if I'm in WWE, I can't do that. He has so proven that to be the case. This dude has a back catalog, evidently, of songs that he has that are classics, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's been like for a straight year. Of just this dude is always in the best stuff. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. It really yeah. is. All right. Let's see here. Over on the Patreon. We've got, okay. I know there's new stuff, Patreon. Leave me alone, please. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Uh, ooh, uh, Mitchell Elam, with all the lights out matches AEW has been having with very little to no build like the Omega Janela match. Uh, do you think the Mox-Tony Khan conversation is a play to legitimize the concept going forward? That's, a, that's an interesting thing. I, they've got to settle this. Mox is not happy. Yeah. Mox is not happy. What do you think? Do you think that uh, if all parties agree, Tony Khan should and will uh, have it count towards win-loss records? I would hope so. I would hope so. Mox has said this match doesn't matter. So they have to. They have to,
1: I would think. Yeah. And that'll rep- uh, raise the stakes even more. Or as a situation where where Khan can't be convinced, and then Mox, after winning the match, this goes on an utter rampage. Mm-hmm. And then you get your you get your you get essentially Stone Cold Ambrose, which we always wanted to be. Yeah, uh,
2: I think you know, I think we're getting that already. Wolfpack yeah. for life. What event will make Orange Cassidy fight for real? Something has to break him eventually.
1: No, nothing breaks him. Nothing. Hands always be in pockets. I would guess that that— going to win the AEW championship in three years, the same thing.
2: No, I think that gimmick— yeah. They're really going to have to, like, do something with it at some point. Um, but I don't know what that is. I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to know, like, what long-term— He's super over. Yeah. He's really over, but eventually, if you just doing, if you keep doing the same thing, people are going to get
1: tired. Oh, obviously, obviously. So he's, he's seemingly in the happen. in the independence found ways to keep the uh, the the gimmick at least somewhat fresh. Um, let's see here. Uh,
2: Brandon Rain uh, Rainer. That Shauna was impressive as hell for a debut. Is it just me or should matches like this be the standard for any type of debuting talent? Should a highly competitive back and forth competition be the standard over squash matches? Thank you for your time.
1: Yeah. I think by and large that should be, that should be the situation.
2: There's no reason why it shouldn't be. There's no
1: reason why it shouldn't
2: be. Um the says, I hate the idea of judges deciding wrestling matches. If the time limit is reached. I much prefer the way new Japan does time limits. I think a time limit draws a more exciting outcome than a judge's decision. What do you think? I, again, like with so much, with so much else, I will reserve judgment until we get to that point.
1: If we do, I, I would honestly become somewhat shocked if it went to a 60, went the full 60 minutes.
2: I'm not going to say I'd be shocked. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised necessarily, but I kind of would be, I guess. I don't know. The fact that they have judges has to mean something,
1: though. Well, we haven't, they haven't said who it is. Maybe they just want to have some some names mm-hmm. on the show. That could be. And this is just a way to do it. That
2: could be. Who are the names?
1: Britt. Maybe. Hey,
2: I was the first world champion. Nay. So it's a good thing that... No, you held it. Yeah, I held the
1: title. That means I won it, Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was the first, yeah. Well, you know. And then who else?
1: Terry Funk. Maybe, maybe Arn. And then Vince McMahon.
2: Um. So no, I don't know. I I, I have faith that AEW would do it in a way that is compelling, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and adds drama to it. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Until they prove me wrong that creatively they're, you know, they're they're misfiring, then I'm gonna I'm gonna give faith. them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I'm gonna give them the yeah. benefit of the doubt for sure. Yep.
1: Like they don't do everything perfect, but nobody does. No. Uh, let's see here. They've got more right than wrong so far, I feel like. Um, yeah,
2: I completely disagree with this one. Hmm. I don't know if I should read it or not. I will. Uh, just AJ says, in my opinion, Aew needs to work on the pacing and organization of the show. I love the matches and the stories told so far, but it just seems all over the place. And as a result, the main event felt super rushed. I think the show needs to be directed better. I got to say, I respect your opinion, but I completely disagree.
1: I mean, if if, uh, last night, if anything needed to be kind of uh, worked on, it's time management. I think in terms of the actual presentation, the pacing, I thought it was all great. But yeah, the main event did did feel rushed, and I wonder if it was supposed to be, you know, given three to five more minutes, and just based on other stuff that happened in the show, it didn't work out that way.
2: Yeah, that could be. I don't know that, yeah, I don't know. I I think the show is, I mean, with, with the exception of a couple... Creative choices they're making, like the Brandy stuff and the, you know, the Rick and Morty stuff. Like, I thought that was, I was kind of not into all that stuff. But, I mean, that's just me. And, you know, they, they do a lot of stuff that sort of tickle a bunch of different mm-hmm. genres. They give, there's something,
1: something for everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah, seemingly they're
1: trying to do that, and I appreciate that. Uh, let's well, they're, they're doing it, and it seems to somehow be unified, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like, like here's, here's like a, a mishmash of genres of wrestling. By and large, it feels like one unified, cohesive product.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, it's, look, it's not, it's not going to feel like it's all... Some of it feels like a bit wonky, but yeah, I think they do as, as good a job as mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. unifying it. Um, I mean, they cover a lot of different
1: grounds. Um, Alex Ramirez says, give me more Undertale. Don't know anything yeah, about people, it. People like
2: yeah, it was it was like a huge deal with like a bunch of video game nerds. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Hubbard, who can you see forming the next faction in AEW? So at least like a four person faction. Um I mean Cody kinda has his nightmare family. Yeah, you the have elite, the elite all obviously. obviously. What
1: if uh, Adam Page starts his own faction?
2: Oh, that's a cool idea. I like that. Who would be in his faction? Would it be a heel group or uh, like a... It'd be based off of him, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I'm my own person. Yeah, like an outlaw type faction. Well, now you're starting to stray into pure cowboy
1: cosplay. No, I said outlaw. So, you know, in terms of their philosophy, ethos, yes, but not strictly. It's not like he's going to be joined by three uh, similarly themed dressed. I
2: feel like you're already straying towards the rap is crap or they called? Uh, the West Texas Rednecks. Rednecks. That's what you want. That's what you're advocating for. at all. Because
1: that was awful.
2: You were saying that. Not at all. <laughs> Bring in. Like, uh, how n- many Wyndhams? <laughs> no. None. None um, <laughs> Really? The
1: um, new, new Blackjacks. So it's like Mox's attitude. Yeah. But like everybody shares that attitude, mm. an outlaw attitude. Mm. Not that they're dressed as outlaws. So is this a Mox group? It's Mox and, and Page.
2: Really? Oh, I yeah, don't man. know. Mox seems like a pill to be around. I'm not sure I'd really want to hang out with him. He's like the one guy in the in the fan, in the group that's like, yeah, he can be fun, but I'm getting too old for that stuff. Yeah, and he maybe. seems to not grow out of it. Not every night has to result in, in violence, man. Yeah, well no, I agree with that. Steve Klain, what sh- what else should Jake Hager do to gain more heat? feels like he could do more to get heat. He's got to keep kneeing everybody in the front area. Yeah. we will get heat that way. Although so far, I don't, and granted, it's been like, you know, just a couple episodes. I really wonder how much stock there is in that one report about them wanting to, like, push Hager big time. Yeah. I mean, maybe eventually they're going to see how it goes. But I'm not really, I'm no more into Hager than I was when I first saw him come yeah. back at this point. Exactly. I'm way more into X-Lax destroying things. Oh, heck yeah. Those man. guys
1: are scary. Those guys are awesome. They should make the sock full of quarters a a regular part of their whole presentation. I think that'd be awesome.
2: Have them break off from the inner
1: circle. Yeah, man. Uh, Richard Ely, hey, guys, enjoying a day off. It's snowing here. That's fun. Unless you have to drive in it. That sounds miserable. Yeah, that in theory is fun. Seems like a pain in the butt. Driving in the snow is a pain in the butt. I've done it a couple times. It's
2: not fun. Adrian C., do you think that you put chains on your tires? No. No? Ooh, scary stuff. Adrian C. Do you think that AEW will continue to book unsanctioned matches as a way to protect the wrestlers from taking losses since they matter?
1: That's part of it, yeah.
2: I think they will, but man, I really like that Mox is bringing this up, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, man, no, you can't, you know, if you I'm going to put my body on the line, he's got a darn good point. That yep. should matter. It should matter. It should totally matter. Anyways, coming up later on today, we have our NXT review. Yeah. Uh, we're going to watch uh, UK first which is probably not on
1: right oh it's probably not on yeah wonder when that's going to be on maybe we won't watch uk this week maybe we won't watch uk this week because uh crown jewels go until one our time
2: yeah so we'll be back a little bit later on we're gonna eat lunch do an overrun and uh and then we'll be back with our nxt review hopefully you can join us live if not we're always going to be all right here on youtube youtube.com forward slash steven larson we're, of course, also available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to leave us a rating, review, or comment. Mm-hmm. It really does help boost the exposure of the show. We appreciate everybody tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you later.
1: Goodbye.
3: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find